Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a podcast where we watch musical movies and we review them. It's also some Grease promo, and that's right at the end, so stay tuned for our cast interviews, which are fun and interesting, so stay tuned. (laughs) This week, we um, watched God Help the Girl, and we are at odds today. (laughs) You know how we uh, agree on most things? In the last two episodes, look, I just today is not the day. I just have things about it that I need to talk about. Fair. I mean, I also have things about it that I'm also like, really, but yeah, let's let's get started, shall we? Okay, so God Help the Girl is a film that came out in 2014, so Mm -hmm. not that long ago. Mm -hmm. It was preceded by. God Help the Girl is a music project by Bella and Sebastian where they wanted to um, get some different women singers to come in and sing to different songs. And basically this movie is based on the story that is told in the God Help the Girl songs. Right. And a lot of those songs get reused in the movie. Basically all of the songs used in the movie are Bell and Sebastian songs. Mm-hmm. Even the background music is Bell and Sebastian songs. So yeah. if they're not singing, it's still related to everything. Right. Um which I will say I know I'm gonna come back to this at the end anyway when we rate it, but I listened to the sound uh soundtrack on its own and it's pretty good. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't know, like the whole indie scene might not be your scene. <laughs> like what I'm necess- necessarily that into. Like I like the songs, but to have a we'll get into it. Um so the movie stars Emily Browning as mm-hmm. Eve, we have Ollie Alexander from Years and Years as James, Hannah Murray from Skins, who played Cassie in Skins playing Cassie in this movie. And mm-hmm. uh, Pierre Boulanger, I'm probably saying that really wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. As Anton, uh, who is Eve's love interest. Uh, so you want to get into how it starts? Um, sure. Uh, I don't. I feel like I don't remember this because, like, <laughs> for the first hour, we were having so many issues yeah. getting to watch it. It was the snow and the internet was just not happy. <laughs> yeah. So like for the first hour, I just remember us stop starting a lot. Um, I mean, of course, I'll probably remember as you. Yeah. Synopsize. So as we start off, we have um, a character whose name we don't know yet. It turns out to be Eve. Um, she's breaking out of what looks like a hospital facility, but we don't know what for. And we just see her making her way through fields, climbing out a window, going on a bus to somewhere that turns out to be Glasgow. And right. as she's going on this journey, um, sh- the first song is Act of the Apostle. Na 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 That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So that's the song. It's literally the song itself is telling the story of what she's doing, which again relates to the fact that this is 
reiterating the story that was told through the songs prior to this movie ever being made. Right. So she ends up at a concert where she sees Anton. Anton is a is the lead singer of the band Wobbly Legged Rat. What? That's their name? <laughs> yes. Okay. I made sure to write it down. Because <laughs> there was no way I was going to remember that. Oh, God. But yeah, so that's Wobbly Legged Rat. They're actually singing Kissing in the Red Zone uh, that she sees them performing. They don't play through the whole song, but that's what they're singing on stage. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of their first interaction uh, the next person up on stage after their band is James. It's I forget his band name now because I didn't write it down. But James um, is sings a little bit of the song "Dumped You First, hmm. but he doesn't go through the whole song again because that gets interrupted by his drummer playing louder than he can hear himself sing, hmm. and they end up in this weird little slap fight. Oh, but yeah, um, after that. Um, James meets Eve for the first time in I think it's like a bowling alley I can't exactly remember where they go because I was trying to write notes as I watched this um, but he can see that Eve doesn't look very healthy and mm-hmm. takes um, her back to his place uh, doesn't do anything with her just takes her back because she looks sick right um we find out that james the lifeguard which i love the quote which is also in the trailer for this movie but it's like you see a clip of james being a lifeguard where he's like calmly swim back here is the safeness oh right yeah <laughs> like, oh my god great 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 life saving um but after that Eve returns to the hospital uh, and because she quote unquote escaped the first time she's placed in a single room has no can have no visitors and is under watch uh, we can see that she's being weighed uh, by nurses and we find out that she's actually in the hospital for anorexia nervosa right so that's why she's being treated um, her doctor is trying to like encourage her to try normal things but not too quickly but Eve just wants to get back to having a life right normally um Eve has a haircut and the only reason I mention it is because it comes back up later she gets a haircut and is actually encouraged to kind of write the things that she's feeling Hmm. and the song God Help the Girl she plays on the piano not too long after this moment Mm. god help the girl that song comes up again a couple of times yeah it comes up not just with her singing but the instrumental of it comes up throughout the song right in a running throughout the movie as a running theme god help the girl da 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 and like they're all like all the songs they're like um kind of folksy indie but like in a 70s yeah we'll get into musical past musical landscapes and pastiches in like a second okay <laughs> <laughs> because i have so many words <laughs> so eve talks um to the psychiatrist she talks about 
what she used to love. A lot of this movie, you find out it's more of a slice of life kind of movie. It's not necessarily a plot-driven movie where a lot of dramatic things happen and the characters undergo. Like, we have the running undercurrent of, of Eve's illness illness yeah which is following her throughout the movie but it impacts things not necessarily in huge ways right yeah until later on in the film right if you've seen ladybird which is also um a very slice of life type kind of indie movie i don't know if it's indie but like it's in that sort of style of like nothing really happens we're just going along for the ride for the most part and so like part of me is like do we need to say all the things that happen because it's really just like a normal like oh and they went here and they did this oh and they went here and they did this like i think maybe two or three like major things actually happen within the whole story yeah but yeah slice of life yeah and i think that's why i was there was a point in the movie where a scene happened and i was like this is a very non moment like if they hadn't put this in the movie i wouldn't have missed it right yeah but that that can be said about many things that happen in the movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but back getting back to where we were um the psychiatrist has the idea um, t- for Eve to probably try to apply to a music school because she knows that Eve has musical ability. Mm-hmm. But Eve legitimately just wants to try and be a normal person. She doesn't want to stay in the hospital for much longer. And so she eventually runs away again. She goes back to James at his uh, job she goes swimming and then James ends up inviting her to live in a room in his shared flat because Eve says she's between places. She's like, So James is basically like, this pretty girl has nowhere to go. You can come live in, in my place, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I have thoughts about that. Um, I... Okay. So earlier this week, I watched a movie called Barely Lethal. And I am i know this is a diet, like I'm diverging from the topic here, but <laughs> it needs to be said. I watched this movie called Barely Lethal on Netflix. And there is a sort of very typical like teen plot line of like this nerdy boy who likes this pretty new girl and the pretty new girl likes the hot guy and then is with the hot guy for a bit until she realizes she doesn't like the hot guy and she's actually into her nerdy friend. But um, a lot of what happens, the thing that happens in this um, in this uh, movie is that at some party she makes out with the hot guy and the nerdy friend is like mad mm-hmm. and like leaves and then is like mad at her for like, a lot of the time after and I'm like she never said she liked you like why are you angry you're you can't be angry for her wanting a 
friend. And so like this, a, a, a kind of similar thing happens here in God Help the Girl where he's kind of expecting, but the only thing that um, sets this apart for me is that she does kiss him. Yes, she does. So we, after Eve has had this conversation with James, she sneaks back into the hospital a little bit just to play the piano, which is where God Help the Girl continues for a little bit. The placement of songs in this movie annoys me just a little bit. <laughs> like, just just a teeny bit annoys me. When songs... Okay, so, first of all, a lot of the songs are sung by the main characters, and that's not really an issue because there are some musicals that are like that, mm-hmm. where the songs are only sung by a few people. In this movie, it's mainly sung by one person. Right. But digressing the placement of some of the songs doesn't seem to help motivate what little plot there is sometimes Mm -hmm. and I say little plot because the basis of this movie is make a band yeah which comparing to the other band movie that we watched Lemonade Mouth Mm -hmm. with Lemonade Mouth I could be like okay this happened and then this is happening because this happened and then this is happening, even though there wasn't that much of a driven plot mm-hmm. in Lemonade Mouth besides we're going to make a band. There was an undercurrent of they're making this band because they want to speak up and they want their voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. Like it gave them a motivating reason. In this one, they just want to make a band because <laughs> music is dead and everything is like we can be so much better because all the music out there is awful and it's just, just I'm just like I didn't like I I wasn't immediately fond of any of the characters right and I I don't need to be fond of all of them but I would have liked to have liked one more than just surface like oh you're here now okay <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Basically, the songs that appear in in um the movie kind of appear in the same way a soundtrack or like score would. Yes. In another like in a movie that wasn't musical. So like there's sounds and songs and whatever that come in and out continuously, but it doesn't add anything in terms of plot. It's just there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I see, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eve goes back to Anton when he is about to I think perform or talk to the radio hosts mm-hmm. that she listens to frequently. Uh I think they're Finley and Donovan, and she has a tape of her singing that she has recorded. Right. And she wants Anton to give them the tape. So, Eve moves in with James. They have some small talk. And Eve eventually asks James where he learned how to play, which is when the song The Psychiatrist is in comes in. Mm-hmm. And we get really our first bit of choreography in this movie where they're dancing around this space. And it's it's a weird kind of thing because... They're dancing around and 
James is playing to the song that he has never heard before right. that she is singing but then after that scene he acknowledges like he says something akin to do you normally sing to people like that and I was like so this happened in world right <laughs> yeah so this movie uh, diverges from the normal diegetic and non-diegetic um, sort of ways to present music within a movie Um it's because for a lot of it, I'm like, this feels like it's non-diegetic because there's all this fantasy sequences like that accompany the music. But at the same time, like you say, he acknowledges that this thing actually happened. He played the guitar and she sang. And that is a moment <laughs> that actually happened within their world. And so it brings to question how much of a fantasy is this um, entire world in this entire movie yeah. is are there things that we're not understanding yeah but let's lock on to fantasy and versus reality for a second in this movie because a lot of it ha- let's talking about the musical landscape for a second so right. in the musical landscape we have this indie folk songs that you mentioned were kind of retro sounding yeah 60s kind of 60s british more than 60s american right and with the 60s british there's a certain type of visual style and mm. fashion style mm. and one of the people that we watched this with literally said at a moment she looks like she stepped out of the 70s yeah and that is kind of what threw me for this movie because until a point where I saw Eve take out a modern cell phone as right. in a smartphone, I thought this was set in the past. Right. But then I realized they're all hipsters and that's why they dress that way. <laughs> so, so after that, James says that he needs to teach someone guitar. He invites Eve with him to the session pretending to be his assistant and they meet well Eve meets Cassie for the first time mm-hmm. and James is a little skeptical but Eve's just like let's just write a song together if you're interested because Cassie says she's not really interested in learning guitar she just wants to learn how to make songs right and so they end up writing a song about Cassie's day and her dog. Yeah, it was kind of like, I woke up today and this and this and this and happened. Yeah. yeah. It, the song that they end up writing all together is If You Could Speak. Mm-hmm. So they all have a chat about what it takes to write a song and be successful as a songwriter. Songwriters are like deities because they're being spoken they're they're speaking through no god speaking through them and i'm like oh i mean sure (laughs) a man needs only write one genius song one song that lives forever in the hearts of the populace to make him forever divine well it should be easy then it's not easy many men and women have lived empty wasted lives in but yeah it's sophomoric sophomoric yeah it's kind of like well, okay so Miriam Webster which I like is conceited and overconfident of knowledge but poorly informed and immature <laughs> <laughs> that is 
Um, all that being an indie person is, though. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I mean, I'm not putting y'all down. I'm part of y'all in, in bits and pieces. I mean, like, if you listen to this podcast, you can hear that I'm like talking as if I know shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm within that demographic. Oh boy, but yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. It's a bit of like they go on these rambling words and I'm just like please can we move on (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Eve goes to see Anton he takes her to the clothing store that he works at and this is one of the moments that I mentioned about the background music being uh, Belle and Sebastian because Mm -hmm. the song Perfection as a Hipster (laughs) <laughs> is what's playing in the background yeah. <laughs> as um, Eve tries on clothes and they kiss for the first time. Mm. So their whole romance is just so random, is it not? Like I was like, uh, how did we get here? <laughs> like genuinely, because um, when she comes to the whatever restaurant they're in. And he's like, hey, let's go elsewhere. I was like, what? How did, what's happening? (laughs) And then there were a thing. And then I was like, how did that, when did, what? But yeah, immediately after that scene, we cut to another scene where Eve says that she has had a bad dream and crawls into bed with James and they cuddle. Mm -hmm. So we can see that Eve clearly just sees James as the person she's living with and a friend where I'm just like oh James you need to get over this yeah fast. but again like she's leading him on a little yeah like it's like I don't blame the kid for thinking that yeah there was some sort of because feeling. at this point he doesn't know anything about Anton right so he just thinks oh well she trusts me maybe she'll like question mark we have the next scene which is even the tub and we have the song pretty even the tub pretty even the tub please allow me to scrub please allow me to scrub and i was like james you need to not this is weird because basically the story that's being told visually i can't remember the lyrics but we have eve who's clearly still not well yeah who has to be like half dressed as she uses James's clothes and she's out of it a lot of the time mm-hmm. and she goes to work but then James kinds of take kind of takes care of her and stuff and I'm just like this is is this a thing that's actually happening again or is this imaginary because there's an other parts of the song where you see a a, a, a literal line of guys going up from the bathroom door to represent the guys that he says are lining up to Mm. be with her but he wants to be the one the one so i'm just like so oh honey kind of sort of real but not real even james they go out to a garden they hang out they hang out a lot in this movie and plan a day trip where they invite cassie and then they go kayaking they find out things about each other they get to know each other and at this point, Cassie thinks they're a band, which I am so confused about because they've only played one song in her 
house before this right yeah yeah, yeah. That we've seen mm-hmm. i don't know if they've done more things and it is during this kayaking trip that eve kisses james mm-hmm. and we can kind of hear that eve also kisses cassie on the cheek because she considers them like family to her mm-hmm. i guess yeah. but but the kiss that she gives james is not like yeah <laughs> we're friends yeah it was like let me kiss you on the lips yeah Let, let's let's make this a thing yeah so after this point is the first um view that we get that eve is not entirely okay uh because she calls a psychiatrist but hangs up when she gets the answering machine and after this the whole group talks a bit more about being a band and again in the background uh as they hand out flyers to find more band members because at this point it's just the three of them and they need more instruments Mm -hmm. more vocalists if they want the sound that they want and in the background is playing he's a loving kind of boy again from bell and sebastian but not necessarily the god help the girl project Mm -hmm. eve gets a visit work from anton as she talks with cassie uh cassie and eve go to james Mm -hmm. go to visit james and they have their first practice with the new players with a song come monday night well they go to some place but yeah eva's um ends up on stage singing cassie's dog is there and (laughs) james tells it to go get cassie I get really confused by this movie, okay? <laughs> like, you're sitting over there laughing, but I'm just confused. So. No, I know. Because, like, but the thing is, when the dog comes, she immediately knows. She goes, wah! And she throws her ice cream. And I was like, okay, one, not necessary. You could have run with that ice cream. Second, like, how did you even know what the dog is coming to say? Like, the dog might have just been like, I broke out. What's up? And she's like, I know, they are hanging out and they need me there. Like, what? Like, when that happened, I was like, I mean, no? Anton uh, comes to get Eve after Cassie says they're resting after the whole dance thing. Cassie says that she needs, she's going to go on a holiday that she can't escape from. And Anton comes to get Eve, which is when James sees Anton with Eve. Right. As in together for the first time. Because they hold hands. Yeah. And Eve, we see that Eve has slept with Anton in the next scene. Mm -hmm. And she's saying that she probably should do the tape that she gave to Anton over because she was in a different place Mm -hmm. uh, at the time and Anton basically confesses that he never gave in the tape to the radio people duh so the next scene that we have is I think the next day I'm not sure about time in this movie Uh, but James is going to church because he said he, he had a dream where he died which is dramatic doesn't want Eve to come with him to church even though she offers to go with him because he's still kind of smarting from I said smarting he's hurting (laughs) from um, seeing 
her with Anton. Right. And A, not being told that that was a thing. And right. B, having been misled to this point. Mm-hmm. Well, he feels misled yeah. anyway, even though nothing seemed to progress beyond that kiss. Right. Um, so long ago. Or maybe it wasn't that long ago. I don't know. But yeah, he doesn't come back immediately. And Eve can't reach Cassie because she's on holiday. And she feels abandoned by James, even though I think it's just been the one day. Because later on, she asks him, where were you that day you didn't come home? Yeah. So he leaves to go to church and doesn't come back for that day. And she just sinks down into a spiral. Mm -hmm. They have their first and final concert Mm -hmm. uh, during which the song that's playing is uh, Down and Dusky Blonde. Um, James escorts her onto the train and that's basically the end of the movie yeah um i mean we've discussed like our main sort of gripes i guess with this or (laughs) 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 he seems so exasperated i just (laughs) no because before getting into this movie a friend of mine Mm -hmm. said you probably won't like this musical. I was like, why? <laughs> I don't I don't hate it. Right. But it's just not my cup of tea. Fair. Music and choreo. I mean, there's very little choreo really. Uh-huh. But what would you rate it? Um So the songs on their own. Mm-hmm. Like separate from the movie mm-hmm. itself. I don't mind them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't really mind. Like, it's not the kind of music that I would normally listen to. Like, in in a list of musical styles that I listen to, this is like seven on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. So, it's not bad. I would give the music like a three to Fair. be generous. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Okay. No, it's uh. just like... I don't I don't I don't mind it. Mm. I think I would have liked it more if I had just heard it separate from the musical. Mm. I, I just don't think like as a musical it works that well. Mm. That's that's my main issue with it. I don't know, what do you think? Um I like the music. Like I said uh several times it kind of a song blends into song, blends into song. So it's very difficult to um, differentiate moments. Yeah. Whereas, like, in musicals that I've watched in general, it's very easy to remember a song or a moment based on that's what happened in the moment, you know? Yeah. And they're, they tend to be very distinct Unless they're purposefully the same, like for uh, like in Hamilton, where yeah, or if it's a reprise of a song, right. and you know that it's done in that way to remind you of the first time the song came around. Exactly, and but um, I mean, I really do like the music, so I will give it a three point five. I would <laughs> give it a four, but I gave Serafina a four, and I feel like. <laughs> We're not talking about the same level <laughs> at this point. 
also. 3.5. Okay. Um, story. What story? Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, All no. right. No, like, disagree with me. What story? <laughs> <laughs> the elements of the narrative that was presented to you visually. Damn, girl. <laughs> like, what? Maybe I just wasn't paying that much attention <laughs> to the movie. Maybe it's my fault and there's something wrong with me. <laughs> what do you rate it then? <laughs> Maybe I was tired. My arm was hurting and a lot was going on. It was snowing outside. <laughs> I, I don't want to... S- it's okay. You. This is why we're here. We're here... To be honest with what we think. I got 2.5. All right. All right. Um, okay. I mean, I've already mentioned a lot of the things that I thought about it um, The in general. But there are a couple of things. There is at least. No. Yeah. A couple of things that I do want to sort of knock on for a sec. Um, the, she is a manic pixie dream girl, if there ever was one. Yeah. And, um, thing two is, um, I guess the anorexia, uh, storyline or whatever, the sort of thread that they had, I understand why they didn't make it too much of a driving force, um, because, they're trying to represent it as like this is towards her kind of getting to a stable point whereas had they maybe framed the story to when she was first diagnosed or when she had first been hospitalized or something like that um that would be it would be a much more heavy uh thread to lean on and would be it would make sense for them to be like you know obviously she's just found out that she's very ill blah 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 we need to she need we need to talk about it a lot more but because they're trying to frame it as they they're trying to make it so that it's okay for her to to at the end of the movie go to a very far off city yeah and not for us not to be like what they're they're letting this very sick girl go that's why they kind of framed it towards the more of close closer to stabilizing um where aside from that little hiccup that she has when um um james disappears for a sec yeah um all that being said i do like the movie mm-hmm. um i do enjoy slice of life because it gives me room to focus on doing other things while i'm watching a movie <laughs> Um, well, the thing is, <laughs> I like slice of life things. I like slice of life shows. I don't think I like slice of life movies. And I think that's what my problem is. Right. Like, I don't mind watching something that's slice of life for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Once it goes past an hour, I'm I'm lost. It's right. losing me. <laughs> right. So I think that's what my issue is. I mean, I get it. Um, yeah, uh, all that being said, I guess I give it a 3.25. 
<laughs> Overall enjoyment. Overall en- enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this, but her face, she looks so angry. She's just like, what do you mean enjoyment? No one can enjoy this. No, no, but that's the thing. I think there are people that can enjoy this and enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And if you can, that's great for you. It's just not for me. <laughs> Fair. I was, I was, look, after we watched it, I, I looked up some of the extra stuff for the stuff and I was looking for reviews and it was just down the middle. It was like a poetic blah, blah, blah. And such an interesting take on the thing and then on the other side it was this is ridiculous there's no point to this and it's like <laughs> well i found my team <laughs> yeah fair enough so on a scale of five five uh base class we didn't even use the rating system that we so carefully picked the symbols for <laughs> depressing anyway go on um i guess overall enjoyment would have to be what did i rate the thing you gave it a 2.5 i gave it a 3 and a 2.5 so a 2.75 there we go (laughs) just an average average uh averaging of the scores for me i would give it a um I'll give it a 3.5 I, I had a little fun with it i liked it <laughs> all right well the next section is a little bit of grace talk um i would like to say we went on to have a good rehearsal last week because if you listened to last week i was a little bit worried about the show and whatever and we had a pretty good rehearsal and i'm you know, sort of still like cautiously like optimistic about how the rest of the rehearsals will go. Um, I do love just hearing everybody sing together. It just sounds so great. And I'm just like so happy and I'm getting really into it. Um, We're getting our posters done soon. Um, I saw a couple of mock-ups of... um, of the posters and they were like really 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 nice so you guys will get those on our tumblr probably or instagram i don't know you'll see on um, <laughs> somewhere on our social medias um what do you think as a cast member as a cast member yeah um as a cast member in the musical greece i think <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> No, but I think it's um I think it's going well. We had a higher turnout. Lord knows how that's gonna be today with all of this snow and the, I know and the blizzard I outside. Know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although gosh. by the time this airs, that will be a literal thing of the past. Yeah. So congratulations to us. Woo, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm actually so excited to be doing this uh, interview section that we do (laughs) because it's hilarious. Like, honestly, our cast members are so funny and I'm so excited to for you guys to hear um, how the story progresses, really. (laughs) 
Um, How hot is the tea? <laughs> also, like it's it just gives Greece a different lens. Because obviously we're you're viewing it now from where we are and what our interconnected stories uh, seem to be happening outside of the story of Greece. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's it. You cool cats and pretty kitties. I know you're itching to beat feet and burn rubber down on the street. Alessandro Latieri. Sunny. Okay. Sunny. You know better than to interrupt me before I've introduced myself. Ah, oh, geez, miss. I was just having a gas with the radio stuff. <sighs> Alessandro, we are stuck with each other every afternoon for the rest of the semester. That sounds more like it's your problem than my problem. Okay. Well, welcome to... What is the word, is the word that invites us There's in detention There's in detention And there's With me. Miss Mills, your resident theater sage. Resident flower child, more like. <clears throat> your resident theater sage. And guidance counselor and detention supervisor. <sighs> Rizzo Kaniki. I'm honored that you decided to get detention on purpose to come talk on my radio show. How did you become the leader of the Pink Ladies? I mean, I love the girls, but have you seen the rest of them? Who else would it have been? You know Marty's fam, totally loaded. So we met them years ago and I kind of took her the wrong way, but you know, I've made a girl out of that one now. Jan just was always eating our food, so we kind of let her join in anyway. I don't even remember how Frenchie joined, but the girl's good at hair. It kind of just felt right for me to take lead, show them who's boss, show them how it's done, how to be cool around the school. Right, and I think everybody is waiting to hear your response to last week's very interesting gossip. Yeah, ain't Zuko just a little cutie? It's precious he thinks he was the first guy I ever touched. I mean, come on, babe. You've seen the goods. <laughs> you weren't the first. Okay, well, what attracted you to Rizzo? Honey, what attracted him to me? What didn't? Have you seen me? Uh, I'm not like that kind of guy, you know? I mean, yeah, she's, yeah, she's like, a, yeah, she's a good girl, you know what I mean? A good girl. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, you know, yeah, I just want to have fun. And, I mean, she's like a leader, and I always wanted to be that kind of, of guy. Yeah. I see. Kinex, uh, I got a question. Uh, you got any spare change on you? I kind of want to get a burger later. Nah. Nah. I don't have it. Sorry, man. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, both of you, for crashing detention. You may go on your merry ways.
Hi, Jan and Roger. Hi. You guys look very cute together. <laughs> Don't we? Right. So, Jan, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's easy. I would definitely eat the all-you-can-eat buffet that the hotel downtown serves. It's, it's a food. It's a food. But if you could choose one of the things in that buffet, what would it be? It's the all-you-can-eat buffet. That's the experience that I choose. Uh-huh. And if it weren't an experience, rather, but like a no, salt... I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. But food is an experience. Like, everything about food is always an experience. It's, it's, it's life. Everything revolves around food. Just think about it, really. Oh, okay. Girl speaks her mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and her I stomach. That's yes. my girl. That's my girl. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Roger. Uh, rump. King of the Mooners, I hear. If you could do, like, what is your favorite prank? Other than mooning, of course. Well, they just came out with this new thing. It's, it's called a whoopee cushion. So uh, when someone sits down, you put it under, it sounds like a fart noise. <laughs> Pardon me? You know, it sounds like... <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's called a whoopee cushion. They just came out with it. I, I got one of the, the limited edition Can ones. Can you show me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I see. All right. Um, well, that is all the time we have. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yo, Rump, I'll see you after school. Do you want to go out to lunch? Want to see my butt? Yes. <laughs> um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. And I have been your host. Oh, wait, no. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We have social media things. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, we are TMM, TMM Podcast. On Tumblr, SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook, we are Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast. And you can also email us at tom, tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. So be sure to check our feeds for our Spotify links to our favorite songs yep. from these past musicals that we have listened to and mm-hmm. watched. Yep. And um, yeah, thanks again for hanging out. I have been your host, Leah. And I have been your host, Odisea. And we shall catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.